do the you were wearing headphones, dude. Welcome to Turbo Pop, a podcast with interesting perspectives on pop culture news, television, movies, or whatever. Hosted by myself, Brandon Trainer, and my beautiful wife and co-host, Maria Trainer. Today we'll be talking about a few things. We're going to start it off with some trending pop culture news, but the majority of this episode is going to be about the latest episode of The Bachelorette, episode two. Yay. <laughs> you sound very excited. I'm thrilled. So, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> We're going to start off with some local Pensacola, Florida news. Just a couple days ago, the first female Blue Angel was named Navy Lieutenant Amanda Lee. And for those of you that don't know, the Blue Angels is a group of F-18 pilots that tour and put on amazing air shows. So it's really cool that the first female has been added to the squad and long overdue. Only took 76 years. That is a long time. But hey, we're here. Yes, we are. Very exciting. Very cool. Moving on from that, or pop culture news, is J-Lo and Ben Affleck. They got married. They eloped in Vegas. That they did. Took everyone by surprise. I think it's very cute. How long have they been dating since they got back together? I don't know. I mean, it feels like- About a year or two? I don't know. It feels like less than a year, but that also feels like it's wrong. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean they dated. So you know, I have. Ago, but I have her whole like personal letter. She wrote like announcing that they got married. Okay. Up. All right. You gonna give it a read? If you uh, if you would like me to read it, please do. It's. I personally, I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm pregnant, but I cried when I read it the first time because I thought it was really sweet. Hit you in the feels. <laughs> it definitely hit me in the feels, but um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was very sweet. So she said, we did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. And it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. Exactly what we wanted. Last night, we flew to Vegas, stood in line for a license with four other couples, all making the same journey to the wedding capital of the world. Behind us, two men held hands and held each other. In front of us, a young couple who made the three-hour drive from Victorville on their daughter's second birthday. All of us wanting the same thing, for the world to recognize us as partners and to declare our love to the world through the ancient and nearly universal symbol of marriage. We barely made it to the little white wedding chapel by midnight. They graciously stayed open late a few minutes, let us take pictures in a pink Cadillac convertible, evidently one used by the king himself. But if we wanted Elvis himself to show... The cost that cost extra and he was already in bed so with the best witnesses you could ever imagine a dress from an old movie and a jacket from ben's closet we read our own vows in little chapel and gave one another the rings we'll wear for the rest of our lives they even had a had bluetooth for a short short march down the aisle but in the end it was the best possible wedding we could have imagined one we dreamed of long ago and one made real in the eyes of eyes of the state las vegas a pink co- convertible, and one another at a very, very long last. When love is real, the only thing that matters in marriage is one another and the promise that we make to love, care, understand, be patient, loving, and good to one another. We had that and so much more. Best night of our lives. Thank you to the Little White Wedding Chapel for letting us use the break room to change while Ben changed in the men's, dress- in the men's room. They were right when they said all you need is love. 
We are so grateful to have that in abundance, a wonderful new family of five amazing children, and a life that never had more reason to look forward to. Stick around long enough, and maybe you'll find the best moment of your life in a drive through in Las Vegas at 12.30 in the morning in a tunnel of love drive through With your kids, the one you'll spend forever with. Love is a great thing, maybe the best thing, and worth waiting for. With love, Mrs. Jennifer Lynn Affleck. Wow. I, she already cha- like legally she already changed her name. That's wild. I mean, I'm sure people are gonna still refer to her as J Lo. I think that's obviously like her stage name will stick, but like she immediately went in and legally. For those of you wondering what that sound <laughs> is, that is Lulu getting herself comfortable on the couch here. It's, I read her a bedtime story basically, so she's ready to go to bed. Yeah, but that that was that was very sweet. So they seem to be very very happy. Yes. 20 years 20 years in the making wild very cool and i know like her mom was like she like i don't i didn't like read the full article so i don't know where like the direct quote of who she was talking to was but like she pretty much said like ben has always been the love of her life and kind of figured it was never gonna work with anyone else because she like always loved him right dude chill out over there man (laughs) Gotta make her presents. Are you almost done? Man, she's gonna tear that pillow apart. (laughs) Just lay down. It's not comfy enough yet. Oh my god, did you see that? What? Fabric. Oh, particles are. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow. Okay, well, I think I'm just gonna mind over matter this situation and just push on. <clears throat> so that about does it for our trending news. It was kind of a slow week, but was not slow in the world of The Bachelorette. Episode two came out, and uh, oh, and if anyone's wondering why we're a day late on this episode, we actually had some technical difficulties. And uh, we recorded an entire episode only to find out it didn't record at all. Well, it, it, I guess it recorded, but the files ended up getting corrupted, and uh, so here we are. That was our practice round. But anyway, The Bachelorette started off with the pageant with the Speedos and the men. Yes. That was interesting. Yeah. I thought, you know, I don't... You know, it's it's a little trashy. However, at this point, you kind of have to expect it. The guys know what they're signing up for when they come onto this show, just like the girls. I think it's gross either way. If they do something like this to the guys or the girls, like, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. They very easily could have, like, done, like, a speed dating type date. That would have been very cool. Especially considering they only had eliminated three people up until now. That speed dating thing would have made sense. Exactly. And they could have asked the same questions, like... The whole like, oh my gosh, what can we do to get them like to show off in speedos right, today? Right, because it was like, raining was just... out and they wanted them in their bathing suits. Yeah, like I don't know, even that whole angle. Like I just found that gross. I I don't like male or female when they go that like you know objectifying them route. I just I think it's trashy. I don't like it. So so it was it was a speedo pageant and involved them showing off their speedos as well as giving a little spiel about themselves, and they had to show off a talent. R.I.P. Roby. He would have killed it. <laughs> the magician. 
you know, he would have been great. He I probably would really have been my favorite. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. They didn't give him a fair shot. I'm very sorry. Tarzan was my favorite. Yeah. Like, first of all, that what did he, he do? Well, first of all, he leaned into it and he had on a cheetah print speedo, which was amazing. But his talent, he like explained like fixed rate, like mortgage loans. Oh, and it right. was just so funny. Because he's a real estate analyst. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, you know, given our age, I want to know about fixed rate mortgages. So it'd be helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we no, could have walked away from the episode learning something. His was the funniest by far. So at the end of the day, Gabby and Rachel, out of the group of, I think it was 29 men at this point, mm-hmm. they had to pick six to go on to a bonus group date. Yes. Where they kind of just hung out and had more individualized conversations with each other. Mm-hmm. And Tarzan was not selected. What's his real name? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but he was you not selected. You know we're still at the point of the season where I don't know anyone's name. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I know a few here and there. Like, I know I, I know Mario because they've been featuring him a lot. Uh, Nate, he had the one-on-one. I but- know Nate. I know Eric. I know Meatball, which that isn't even his oh, real name. Oh, how can you how can you forget Meatball? He is like the comedic relief. And Tino, those are the only ones I like know. Like I could match their face to their name. Right. Everyone else couldn't tell you. Eric's the one that looks like Nick, Nick Vial. Yeah, which literally is the only reason I remember which one he is. Same. <laughs> they went through that. Uh, Meatball's talent was just him lathering himself in like some kind of tomato sauce. It was disgusting. It actually made me gag. He was like licking it no, off of his finger. It. it was real weird. Um, I'm gagging again. Thank you. You're grossing out my baby. Chris, he Ugh. was dribbling a basketball and Chris was one of the focal points of this episode. So my only note for Chris during this section of the episode was I hate Chris more than anyone. A note that I have up at until this point, it was right before the Speedo competition started. He had some kind of interview where he says that he's an alpha. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Anyone who has to self-proclaim themselves as an alpha, I, I don't know if they're necessarily an alpha. It sounds like they're more insecure than yeah. anything. And the way he continually called Rachel and Gabby females – I don't know. Anyone who like calls women like females that way, especially in that tone of voice, like you're just toxic and gross and It comes off a little objectifying. Yes. Not even like I don't even know if objectifying, but like condescending for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a more accurate way to describe it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Our kitten is riding. <laughs> animals that are a problem tonight <laughs> so the girls they only selected six men to go up which i thought was a little weird considering there was only one group date and mm-hmm. the only other two dates were one-on-ones and there's like 600 dudes left yeah so, yeah and a lot of them i don't think they've really had chances yet to have actual conversations yeah. with them more than their like limo intro right so i don't know I don't know what angle they're playing at. They're playing at some sort of angle with it, I guess. Yeah, they're really limiting their time. But 
after that, the first one-on-one date was between Rachel and... Jordan V. And the date itself started off great. They did the zero G date, which was freaking awesome. That was really cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like a dream date. And all it would take for you and I to go on that date together would be $16,000. No, $16,400. Yeah, right. It was like $8,200 a person. Yes. Yeah, that's wild. $8,500 if you do it in New York City. Right, of course. (laughs) Inflation. Yeah, New York tax. However, the date did take a turn at the dinner afterwards. Yeah, it was real weird. Jordan and Rachel, they were talking, bonding, whatever. And then Jordan opens up about his parents' divorce. Yeah, and he was like super vulnerable. like. And he, he didn't bring it up in a way that was weird or awkward. Like it felt very natural. I mean, I'm sure editing was at play, but it like almost seemed like it was like natural flow of conversation. Like it wasn't right. weird, misplaced. Like, But anyway, I guess Rachel, maybe she wasn't a fan of whatever him being emotional yeah i don't know what was going on but she wasn't a fan of something she even said later well anyway so she ends up sending him home which is mind-blowing because i truly thought he was going to be one to watch in the middle of this conversation she says i appreciate you opening up to me and then walks off to talk to a producer about sending him home i don't think that's ever been done before i literally not on the very first one-on-one yeah i found it interesting that when she went back to the house to see the guys later she says I want this to be a lesson to all of you, how one conversation can change anything, which kind of implies that him opening up about his parents' divorce is why she sent him home, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah, unless, I mean, again, editing. Exactly. I don't trust the producers. Who, who knows exactly what the reason was. And he actually made a post on social media earlier today thanking her for the opportunity. So it seems they're on good terms. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any bitter feelings. I really liked him. I'm actually legitimately upset. We were both stunned that he yeah. went home. We were we were seeing him as a front runner. I mean, I find all pretty much all of the men on the season quite boring. But he was one that like his whole intro, I was like, oh, I really like, you know, I'm vibing with him. I like him. Like he's one that I'm going to keep in my mind that might go far. So like. He seemed like actual dating material. Yeah. As opposed to a lot of the other guys that do not seem like that. And right? him and Rachel looked good together. So he he gets kicked out, but Meatball gets a rose? I don't know. It just seems, seems a little weird to me. Well, you know Meatball. They're making them keep them around. But really, who knows why the hell she sent him home? I'm sure she had her reasons. Yeah. I also feel really bad for the band that they booked for the episode. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, they thought they were going to have this, like, epic moment on The Bachelor, like, you know, playing their song on national television while, like, you know, it's, like, it's the first one-on-one date, so everyone's really excited, like, you know, about that, and they're going to be getting so much attention. And then they're just, like, basically playing to an empty audience with Rachel just kind of sitting there. It was so awkward and so uncomfortable, and yeah. I feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was kind of funny. I mean... At least they didn't get cut from the episode altogether. Yeah, that would that would have sucked. The next one-on-one was between Gabby and Nate. I liked this date. I like Nate. Mm-hmm. I didn't fully listen to the full episode because I was kind of busy today. But they were talking about on Game of Roses podcast today that they think Nate might be a paid actor. Really? Yes. Wow. So... 
no I mean, context. they I are have, the experts, really, when it comes to this. So if they're saying that, you know. I they, have no context as to why they were saying this because I didn't get that far. Like, it was one of those, we're going to explain this later things. And it all came from the fact they were bitching about how ridiculous it is that a lot of the guys were, like, sleeping on couches and stuff. Right. Because there's no reason production couldn't have got a hotel until the rose ceremony. Or like, a couple cots or a blow-up mattress. Yeah. Something. You know, the, the couches add dramatic effect. Exactly. But, like, that like the, that was, like, their whole point. Like, you know, this feels like it might be breaking some laws. Like... Oh, they're not okay. like they were. They they were saying they're not actual acting talent, but I feel like it kind of you know plays into the same like rules and regulations like acting talent should have. So they're like, this is weird. I don't know how like kosher this is. But then they're like, oh yeah, but we think Nate is actually an actor. <laughs> okay. Well, so I will listen to the rest of the episode and tell you. But Nate did it. seem like a, a nice guy. Yeah, he I like him. opened up about missing his daughter. He had a safety pin earring, which I thought was a little weird. I don't really get it. I guess it's just fashion. It is. It's very trendy right now. And he was wearing pearls, which is also apparently a current trend that I've only been aware of the last week or two. But apparently men wearing pearls is a thing now. I mean, you could join join the trend by buying pearls for me to wear. And then I'll just borrow <laughs> them every now and then? No. <laughs> oh okay yeah okay so um i'll think about it yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if pearls is really my style no to be honest you're not harry styles and no. i'm okay with that yeah and i'm not trying to be uh, okay so their day was pretty cool they went on a helicopter tour hot tub dinner they made out a whole bunch I like I just I like them together. They just had a good vibe. They had a good connection. They had very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. They were making out a ton. I think he's going to be the big heartbreak exit of the season. Yeah, like, I see him going far. Not only did he get the first one on one, and that's usually indicative of someone going very far in the competition. But yeah, I just I think he's going to be like the big like. Both of them are crying, very dramatic, like, when we get to his episode that airs, when he gets sent home, it's like, ooh, is he getting the Bachelor edit? Like, I think that's, I think uh, that's You see him he's... as a candidate for that kind of situation? I, I don't know, but I see him definitely getting that episode where it's so compelling. Right. That you question a little bit, like, oh, is he gonna, are they setting him up? But. That is a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I think he's going to be the next Bachelor. I have no idea, but I see him getting, like, you know, the Michael A. edit. Like, I, that was actually the first thing that came to mind. Well, he also has a daughter. Yeah. So, um, okay, so moving on from their one-on-one, the cocktail party before the rose ceremony got pretty dramatic, but it started off with Mario and Rachel. So towards the beginning of the, of the episode, Rachel expressed that she was feeling pretty discouraged about this whole situation, right? She felt like the backup singer. Well, I feel like the six, so to speak. the six guys they had on that group date, I feel like all of them were like more Team Gabby. Personally, Except for one of them. Personally, I think that was, you know, producer driven. But I don't, I don't know. I see them kind of trying to poke the bear with that one to like get this narrative out of them. 
Yeah, even one of them said to Rachel that he was there for Gabby and you know, I mean, that was that was nice of him to at least be upfront about it. Yes. That was who was that? I Joey. Joey? I think so. Yeah, but anyway. Johnny. Okay. Joey was one of the twins. I was close. Then when it came to the cocktail party before the rose ceremony, Rachel started getting a lot more attention. There were guys kind of fawning over her, like she, Mario, the guy Tyler from Cape May. Mm-hmm. and um, She said she finally felt like the bachelorette. Exactly. Now, the slight drama with Mario was that he had previously expressed interest in Gabby and was now giving attention to Rachel within eyeshot of Gabby. And he was concerned that this was going to influence his chances of getting a rose. And he ended up getting the very last rose at the rose ceremony. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're going to see, like, even with the Logan thing during the group date, how he was, like, making out with both of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, Logan. He was kind of a, kind of being a player. I foresee, like, this kind of back and forth, like, oh, if I talk to one, is it going to screw up my chances? for Like, I foresee it being that situation or, like, the Logan situation where the guy's kind of an asshole about it. Like, oh, I'm the one with all the power. Like, I could play both of you when that shouldn't be the case. So I do not like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. At the end of the episode... Oh, uh, one more. The major thing that happened during this cocktail party was Chris being sent home. So do you want to give the backstory to this? I literally thought that was what you were leading into. (laughs) Um, So basically during the group date, Chris, I don't even remember fully how it came up or how it was, you know, edited in the lead in from the commercial or whatever. But Chris was basically talking about fantasy suites already it's literally their first true date of the entire season and he's already going off about fantasy suites and how you know if if the girl he's with if she chooses to be with someone else in the fantasy suites that he doesn't want to be with them and he wouldn't even give them like the heads up up front because you know they should know And guys were kind of giving him some crap about it during this conversation, and he was doubling down and actually being a little aggressive towards these guys. He he was being super aggressive. And condescending towards the men. Yeah, like his opinion was the only thing that mattered. He was right, which, first of all, he was totally wrong, (laughs) despite, you know, bringing it up way too early. But the fact that he was already thinking about fantasy suites and the fact that he was like straight up just saying, oh, well, I'm going to be top four. Like, that was just gross. Yeah, it was it was a little weird. And they did play this in, like, last week at the end of the episode in, like, the upcoming stuff trailer. And I truly thought it was going to be, like, a stupid moment where some guys made a stupid joke about fantasy suites and it not be anything, like, serious and just be like, oh, wow, they, like, really hyped that up that it was going to be dramatic and it was a dumb joke. But the fact that, like, it actually was pretty much the major storyline of the episode was wild to me. So 
he brought it he brought it up, talked about it, and it made the other men uncomfortable to the point that they brought it up to Rachel. Yes. And then Rachel, needless to say, got upset, pulled Gabby aside. The two of them grabbed Chris and were like not having it. Because he was even trying to like talk around them. Yeah, and, like and the way that he was it. talking to them was condescending and yeah. like you know, it, it was like uh he's he felt like he was the smartest person in the room mm. and it it was just very, very strange. My my note for this section of the episode was doubling down that Chris is the actual worst. So I I will say, okay, these guys, they're all in a house together. All they have to do with all this time they have on their hands is talk to each other. Yeah. Okay, they don't have cell phones. They don't have TV or any of that. So I understand if it were to come up in conversation, mm-hmm. but the context of the situation and the fact that he doubled down rather than backtracking being, and when Gabby and Rachel brought up and saying like, hey, I know it came up. I know it's a little weird. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean for it to yeah. be that way. And it's not like it was even like during like them hanging out at the house talk. Like it was during the freaking date. Right. So the way he went about it, you know, like something like this coming up in conversation could be innocent, right? Mm-hmm. Because time is short when you're at the mansion. Of course, you're going to think about how things could play out, mm-hmm. right? Especially when an engagement could be happening at the end of this road. Yeah. It, it was the the big thing for me was how he doubled down and was blatantly condescending yeah. about the whole thing. He was thing. just an asshole about everything. So they asked him to leave. They sent him out. It was really not awkward. Not only like before, like, so when they were like sending him home, like he tried to like trail behind them at first and Gabby was like, oh yeah, no, you need to walk in front of us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gabby was, was picking up on all, every like discreet yeah. power move he was trying to make. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, am I just supposed to like, you know, keep walking? And they're like, yeah, keep walking. You're gone. Bye. And then he turns around and he comes back and starts like cherry picking the guys to yell at. Yeah, so he starts picking. So he calls out all the guys that were in the room when they had the conversation. He's like, "Who told them?" And it was. And then Gabby and Rachel came back and were like, "You know, we sent you home. You need to leave now and get out of here." Yeah, and then the producers were like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta go." It was awkward. Was not expecting intense drama like that already. Me neither. But finally. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I, it still was a boring episode. I, w- I was getting serious Chad vibes. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Chad vibes. Um, hashtag trademark. Hashtag trade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Chad vibes. <laughs> so moving on. They had the rose ceremony. Mario got the very last rose. So that was the suspenseful moment. And six men went home. Yes. And the men who went home were John, Justin, Colin, Brandon, Matt, and Ryan. I know who all of them are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember all of them so distinctly. The only noteworthy one was the guy that was, he said he was all in on Rachel, the Boston guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> you don't remember him? No. I told you, everyone is very unmemorable to me at this point in the season. Hold on, I'm trying to find him real quick. Pull up his picture. 
Yeah. You'll 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 recognize this guy. Okay. It was Ryan, the thirty-six-year-old investment director oh, from Boston, who that we was had Clayton actually Junior. We had Clayton predicted Senior. him to he go very far preseason. Yeah. yeah, when we were first looking at all the men, I think he was one of my top picks. Yeah, I actually he was one of my top picks for Rachel too because of the Clayton resemblance. Oh my Good god, good-looking guy. He was all in on Rachel and. I wonder if the rose ceremony, rose ceremony would have gone differently had the girls known where the men were leaning. Oh, I definitely think so. They don't want them to know that, though. They want the drama. They want to torture poor Rachel. It seems like they want all the Gabby stands to stay. Yep. Yeah, so R.I.P. Ryan? Yes. I totally remember you and I standing in line for Rise of the Resistance in Disney looking over the cast bios and being like, oh my God, this dude is going so far. We about had a, Ryan. We had a lot of time when we were in line. We could have gone through the bios <laughs> probably 10 times. Yeah. But uh, Okay, so that about wraps it up for The Bachelorette. Afterwards was Claim to Fame, which I am actually really, really enjoying. I am so pleasantly surprised by it. I thought it was going to be so cheesy, like... Hosted by the Jonas Brothers. Um, Kevin and Frankie. Kevin and Frankie, yes. I, I was, at first, like all the promos, I was feeling a lot of secondhand embarrassment for Kevin. I was like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm so sorry that your career has come to this. But I, like, love the show. So the premise of the show is... There's 12 people in a house together. They're all related to someone famous, but they themselves are not famous. And they have to keep secret who their... Their identity is. Who their celebrity relative is. Mm -hmm. And the other contestants get clues, and there's challenges where you can get bonus clues, and if you lose, you have to be a guesser, and if you guess wrong, you you go home. home. But if you guess right, the person you guess goes home. And... It's like the mole and celebrity, or not celebrity, just any version of Big Brother, like had a baby. What What is making the show for me is the personalities of all the contestants. Oh, yeah, they Very all Very strong personalities. Yeah. Which is amazing. Favorite character is X. I love him. He is freaking hysterical. He is like the love child of Captain Jack Sparrow and Prince. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he has this big booming laugh and he's like really weird and just a unique person. Uh, yeah, he's. By it's far. hard to really do it justice by no, just you can't talking describe about it. him. But he is by far my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed when the surfing show. What was it called? Ultimate Surfer. Ultimate Surfer got canceled because that same. But we got so weirdly into that show too. <laughs> yeah, that show was great. I would. It I would really totally be good. be here if it came back, but. Um, if it's going to be replaced by anything, this show's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I agree. It is a very good replacement. It's it's entertaining. Highly suggested to look into if you haven't seen it. Yes. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for this episode. I think so. Thank you for listening to another episode of Turbo Pop. Please give us a follow on Instagram. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a rating. Give us a follow. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Peace.